from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hey, before we get to Brenda Marks, the athletic uh, Woj bomb here, uh, some breaking news. There we go. There it is. Uh, one of my favorite point guards in the history of point guarddom, Chris Paul on the move again. Uh, Woj of ESPN reporting the Washington Wizards have made a trade or have agreed to a deal with the Golden State Warriors, sending Chris Paul to the great Pacific Coast for a big package, including Jordan Poole and future considerations. Wow. Initial thoughts. Um, my, my first thoughts are, so it's those future draft assets are a first-round pick in 2030 and then a second-round pick later. So my first thought is, man, that Jordan Poole contract was <laughs> not not very appetizing for other teams. Um, also, it, to the way Jordan Poole has played himself out of Golden State in this past postseason, he was unplayable at times. It's it's wild to see the up and down that his career took these past couple of years. Um, and, and Chris Paul, ring chasing, which like, hey, respect. Chris Paul's got to go do it. I I remember you know back in the uh, when it was you know Chris Paul and James Harden with Houston. Almost beating Golden State in that that run in that Western Conference Final, if he would have been healthy and they would have made some threes, so I don't know. This is really interesting. I seeing Chris Paul in a in a Golden State jersey is gonna that's gonna throw me off. For a that's little gonna bit. scare teams even more. I don't. Um, I don't. <sighs> all I don't he needs to do is pass. Yeah, you do facilitate. not need to score. You are the third option, man. You are third option. I, I'm really curious to see what his role ends up being. And Steph doesn't have to bring the ball up now. Yeah, which for, which means it extends a little bit of that endurance that. He doesn't have to deal with. I'm like Chris Paul, just run the offense and just run screens like crazy and yeah. bring Dre back to set screens. Yeah, I was gonna say with 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 Draymond Green opting out that that player um, uh, the player contract. I'm curious to see what he ends up doing, but I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna come back. Yeah. That team's gonna be interesting. And the great thing is the pool party will be in DC now. Pool party, pool I'm, party. Jordan Poole, man, he always brings the party everywhere he goes. Sure he does. You know who also brings the party, or at least brings snacks to the potluck? Brendan Marks, the Athletic. Brendan, who's going first, Lively or Whitehead tonight? It's going to be Lively. It's not going to be close, fellas. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lively ends up going in the top ten. That's how hot he's been lately. Wow. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, you see the defensive abilities, and I'm sure teams are salivating the opportunity to try and you know coach him up on the offensive end. But I, going to, to Reek Whitehead really quick, though, Brandon, my thing is the, the way we saw him fall this year because of the injuries, I, I just don't know if teams think that Whitehead will ever be the guy who we saw in high school. Yeah, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is you – well, for, for starters, like even though he is one of the youngest players in the draft, uh, it, I, I don't think it's inconceivable to think that this rookie year is essentially going to be a redshirt year for him at the next level, obviously. Um, you know, having the second procedure done so recently, the fact that it was a fifth metatarsal, uh, Panthers fans are very familiar with how some of those foot injuries can go. Yeah. Uh, they linger. They're troublesome. So, you know, I think that is certainly hurting him in one respect. The other thing is, like – he had this pedigree coming out of high school and the the player that we saw at Duke was just a completely different player. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you took away Derek Whitehead's name off of the tape, it's not even the same guy. So I do think that the injuries are obviously the biggest part of this. Um, if he can get back to what he looked like he was in high school, then you're talking about a late first round steal. But, um, you know, as is the case with injuries, you, you never really know how they're going to shake out. Brandon Marks, The Athletic, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Hotline here on 99.9 The Fan. Paul Ihander and Luis Fernandez with you. And, and Brandon, I remember watching Dariq 
And the one game I thought he flashed the most potential, and I think that's the word that's going to be used about him when whoever picks him, and, and everyone's like linking into the Nets because of the whole uh, surgery, uh, the surgeon linking and things like that. But I remember the one game that I saw him play, and Lively had a great game this year. It was against Maryland Eastern Shore of all teams. And Whitehead looked, he had spring in his step. And you're talking about a guy, again, if you pulled the name off the back, you're like, wow, this guy's coming out of nowhere. He threw one of those call-your-mom dunks down where, like, I would have literally called my mom and said, did you just see that kind of thing? And he just made things look effortless. So when he's healthy, we talk about potential with him. Is there a, But, again, you're looking at a guy 6'7", six, 6'8", six, right? Kind of fits everybody's bill. Is there really, truly a right fit for him with a team in the NBA right now? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you've got to look at his timeline, right? So, you know, he's not a guy that I think teams are expecting to come in and compete to start from day one. You know, just given the severity of the foot injury, uh, that, that's not really feasible to me. I think it's something where, so if you're talking about a team that's bringing him on, it's a team that can afford to, you know, quote-unquote stash him for a little while. Let him get healthy, let him develop, let him try and get some of the athleticism back. It's funny you mentioned that Maryland Eastern Shore game. I totally agree with you. The game that I thought was, was maybe as impressive as any was actually the Oral Roberts game in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, he showed some of those. He was able to hit, like, movement three-pointers, uh, was, was able to get a couple of defensive rebounds, you know, had a steal, started to look like he was getting a little bit of pop back. The other part of this that I think he probably is not getting enough credit for and something that I think he deserves more for is the fact that this was a top-five recruit coming out of high school, and after he had that injury at Virginia Tech that cost him about four more games, he was coming off the bench and, you know, not really playing more than 20 minutes a game, 15, 20 minutes a game. That's a, that's a hard mental shift as well. So, you know, I think he matured a lot emotionally this year, uh, had to, to some extent. And I don't know that he's getting the credit for that side of things as well. So, you know, again, it, injuries are a weird thing. I, you know, the guy who uh, talking to NBA scouts, someone who has been brought up, not because they play similarly because of the uncertainty was Michael Porter jr. A few years ago, some teams mm-hmm. wouldn't touch him because of his back. Some teams are willing to take the risk. The Nuggets ended up taking the risk, and, and we could sort of see in this year's run to the championship uh, just how much of a beneficiary they are. So it depends on each team's risk you know, assessment and how much they're willing to tolerate. 42.9%. That's what Dariq Whitehead shot from three this year. Um, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of teams see that, and they're also getting pretty excited about that. But moving on to Derek Lively here, because he, he's someone who I think has just absolutely aced the draft process. People see the potential. They saw just the gravity he had on defense and what he was able to do. Do you think that that he's one of those players that coaches just kind of like start, you know, Birdman hand rub, getting excited about what they think they can teach him offensively? Yeah, I, I, I honestly I do. But uh, if you're drafting this guy, you you don't even need to turn on the offensive tape. Like that, anything he does offensively is gravy. You know, the the rim rolls, the lobs, running in transition. I do think that he has some shooting potential and. You know, I, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but one of the reasons he had such a slow start to last season at Duke is because when he was in high school, he primarily played on the perimeter, which sounds wild if you're a high school coach not to have a seven-foot-one guy, you know, sort of packing the paint and working in the post. But that's not how Lively played, so I do think he has some stretch potential. Um, but, no, I mean, this guy is a perfect – he is a prototype for what you want on the defensive side of things at the NBA level because he is a low-usage uh, high efficiency offensive option so you don't have to necessarily call anything for him and he's going to do the things that you want him to do he's going to rebound the ball he lets you play any ball screen coverage you want he can drop 
He can switch. Duke switched him one through five this year. I don't know that he's going to quite be able to defend some of the, you know, real athletic point guards in the league, but he does have the length to allow him to recover on some of those. So he can hedge. There, there is no limit to what you can do defensively with him. So especially for a defensive-minded coach or a team that's really, you know, invested with his guards, uh, runs a lot of ball screen actions, like he is exactly what you would want. And, um, you know, we think about, I think about Mark Williams last year, another Duke center coming out. They're both great shot blockers, but Derek is more athletic. He's more mobile. Um, and, and in my opinion, probably has a higher upside. Yeah, first one back, first one down for sure. Uh, Brandon Marks with the Athletic joining us here on 99.9 The Fan on the Heaster Automotive Hotline. And Brandon, when we we, we again we we go back to the word fit, and you just mentioned you know a, a good guard play, defensive set, and you say top ten. So of the top ten teams that are picking tonight, and let's just push the first three out of the, out of out of the way right now. Let's Spurs. We know who they're going with. Hornets and the Trailblazers have their own things going on. Of those remaining teams in the top ten, where does he slide in the best? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you know, he's probably not a guy who's going to go top five um, just because of the value of wings and guards. But once you start getting down to, you know, eight, nine, ten, um, you know, could could potentially he be a fit in Orlando next to Paolo Bancaro? I mean, that would be <laughs> that's, sc- that's scary. That's scary. Um, you know, could he be a fit in Dallas? You know, could he be somebody who plays well with Luca? Um, you know, I think sort of the pipe dream for teams, you know, outside of the lottery, that the one that, you know, is so glaring, even in the wake of this Chris Paul trade, is the, is the Warriors. I mean, can you imagine him just, you know, being that defensive centerpiece? Uh, him and Draymond Green together would be, I mean, Steve Kerr would be jumping for joy. So I think there's a lot of teams there. The 10th pick seems like, based on everything I've heard, it, it might be up for grabs. Um, and if it is, I wouldn't at all be surprised if a team is trying to move up for him because, yeah, Lively is the type of center who can be a defensive cornerstone for your team for the next six-plus years. Uh, that's worth making a move up to go and get him. Now, Brennan, I know we, we talked a lot about Duke, but you, you cover UNC and Duke. And while there may not be any Carolina guys who are going in the draft, Leaky Black, I remember you know Pierre Davis talking about last year, he said he had some NBA potential. What do you see happening with Leaky as the next uh, few months go along in the NBA calendar? Yeah, I, I I would be very surprised if Leaky Black is, is not at least getting a summer league invite. I mean, I think what he showed defensively, and I've seen a lot of people the last couple of days talk about what he did against Brandon Miller out in Portland, uh, holding Brandon Miller to 14 points on 21 shots. I mean, that was an incredible performance. And, you know, for my money, I voted for him as ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I thought that he was one of the, you know, five or so best defenders in all of college basketball this year. It's, it's because he, kind of like Lively, you know, he's totally bought in on that end. You know, he treats that like most players treat offense, and he has the size where he can realistically sort of switch up to every position except centers. He has the quickness. He's strong. Um, and his positioning and his IQ is just, is just really good. And I think one thing, a couple of years ago, like when he was a freshman, a sophomore, teams initially had some interest in him as a point guard prospect just because of the size and the passing and some ball handling. I don't know that he's a willing enough passer to, to sort of fit that mold, but as a ball-moving wing defender who could potentially evolve, you know, it's, it's going to depend on his three-point shot, but he has the other pieces there to make it fit. So uh, he is on the older side, obviously, but uh, to me, defensively, he absolutely merits being invited to Summer League. And then once you are there, um, you know, they're adding, another, uh, they're adding a third, you know, two-way deal for every NBA team this year. I think he's a prime candidate if he shows out in summer league to potentially try and get one of those. Yeah, Brandon Marks, the athletic here on 99.9 The Fan. Hey, Brandon, appreciate you, man, and uh, enjoy the draft tonight. 
Yes, absolutely. Appreciate you guys. And uh, make sure that you guys keep playing some Cascada for Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure that happens. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> Stick to your day job there, Paul. Yeah, no. Well, hey, I'm good at karaoke, too. <laughs> uh, because of the CP3 trade, uh, we are now getting the finalization of the Washington Wizards-Phoenix Suns trade. So this is now done. The Bradley Beal deal is done. So it's Bradley Beal, Isaiah Todd, and Jordan Goodwin who will go to Phoenix for Chris Paul and Landry Shamet. 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 I also I don't think I know, I'm 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 doing the women, I'm doing the, the French <laughs> Victor Wembanyama so much the, the Hurricanes players and things Chimay. like that. Yeah. Um, also, um, I I don't think people thought this would happen, but Chris Haynes is reporting that the Warriors are not going to waive Chris Paul in all of this. That was initially thought that that's what would happen with the the Wizards. They were going to waive him. Oh, maybe they're going to trade him. So it, Chris Paul will be with the Warriors next year. Interesting. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap way are you ready to buy or sell your home the jim allen group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the triangle dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs with the latest insights and expert market knowledge they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible don't wait head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today that's jimallen.com the jim allen group your partner in real estate. Oh, man. It's all picks, too. So we talk about all these future considerations. So the Chris Paul deal, if you're just catching up to us and missed the conversation with uh, Brendan Marks, The Athletic, which you can listen to on the uh, 99 The Fan uh, Best of podcasts, uh, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, Wizards and Warriors have are going to deal once, now that the Suns deal with the Warriors is done for Bradley Beal, Chris Paul is still on the move. He's going to go to Golden State in exchange for Jordan Poole and some picks. So, Paul from Phoenix to D.C. for a hot cup of coffee, which really just, it's a stopover, and then it will be in Golden State to start the new year with multiple players swapping all these teams. Warriors are, while they are done dealing and moving, and uh, according to uh, NBA insider out west, Aaron Fentress, uh, he says the Warriors are kind of done now. They're done moving around and you just said they're not going to let Paul go, so they're done moving. They've already – jeez. Just, that's just a scary lineup in Golden State all of a sudden again. I'm I'm laughing at the Jordan Poole situation, Jordan Poole part of that. He's going to take so many shots for the Wizards. Jordan Poole is going to be averaging like 30 shots a game, <laughs> just just tossing up threes. I, I, it's going to be uh, – that's going to be fun in Washington. Maybe they'll – they'll probably be bad, but at least they'll be entertaining, I guess. Um yeah, I don't know. That's oh man. Now if Draymond comes back, mm. the Wizards of Waverly Place have more swag than the Washington Wizards right now oh, at this point. You, Jordan Poole. They're that's it. If you look at that roster, they Kuzma's not coming back, right? Yeah, sure. Kuzma says he's I, I out. I think that's fair. Yeah, Bradley Beal just uh, just got dealt. Porzingis, Kristaps Porzingis, not there. You know Boston now. I yeah. So I mean, I'm looking. Taj Gibson, 
former Texas Longhorn is he, is swing Is he still man. in the NBA? Corey Kispert. I mean, this is a team that let Rui Hachimura go to the yeah. Lakers for basically a bag of golf balls. Well, and and at least now, because like my my whole thing with the Bradley Beal trade was I felt like the 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 Wizards like got nothing out of it. But at least now they're getting back some of those picks. It's just it'll be in like twenty thirty. Right, now, now the Washington Wizards legitimately it, it's great. They they have I think if you look at their roster right now and the trades they just made today, there's like five point guards on that team now. I mean, they could, they could run ultimate small ball. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Listen, it's it's just like I was saying earlier, right? In the NBA, you want to either be really good or really bad. You do not want to be in purgatory. And I think the Wizards, it sounds like the Wizards have solidified themselves as being really bad. That's full purgatory. Yeah. I mean, that's a total – That's that team got dismantled within within the last four months. Yeah. Complete overhaul. I don't know what – I don't I, I don't understand rebuild in some cases – but this is a this is a we're tearing the house down at this point and they're getting so and the Washington Wizards are now the Eastern Conference version of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. They will have so many future draft choices and considerations between now and the end of the decade that is a full youth movement at this point because the value of draft picks let's be frank aren't aren't worth what they used to be worth. No, they just aren't. And so when you're sitting on like yeah, I've got 10 second rounders through 2028. Doesn't mean anything unless you're dealing into like championship teams who are just trying to yeah, I need a I need a deep bench guy and I've got to, you know, get somebody on the payroll just to say I've got a, a summer league roster. Yeah. Well, they th- that summer league roster is going to end up being like their their actual roster. They they pick number 8 overall, by the way, in the uh the NBA draft tonight. The Wizards do. So, uh, whoever whoever is number eight, congratulations! You're going to be a key player immediately. Immediately, you look at the way this and the, this is the this is the flood we were expecting, folks. This is the the amount of trades that are now being finalized and are coming down, and the movement that we've seen now in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, this is what we were kind of, but we're all the talk has been about Zion, right? And it's still kind of out there just, in the ether. Yeah, it's it's just like you know, there's a satellite that orbits Earth, and it doesn't really do anything except you know studies distant things. That's kind of like the Zion Williamson trade right now. It's sure. just kind of floating around there, and maybe it'll finally we'll pick up something, and Jody Foster can drive back and go get the coordinates. Uh, with the man, I'm pulling some deep references. I know, I, I love it. Keep it just going. the the whole idea of of. The movement and the trades on, on on a day like this, but still, like the bigger names that get floated out there, you know, it's it's the fun part of it. But the reality is, there are franchises that are trying to get themselves right and trying to get themselves fixed, like the Charlotte Hornets, who seem to be stuck in the middle somewhere. Like, do we have the right pieces in place as they lean into this number two pick, whoever it happens to be? And something to keep in mind with the Hornets too, right? Is they have they have five picks in the draft tonight. That is that is a lot of picks. The chances are they are not going to make every single one of those picks. They will do some kind of movement at some point. My my gut just says kind of moving back into the first round or maybe moving up in the first round. They have picked 227 in the first round. So, um but I mean that's that's just kind of the issue that the Hornets are facing, right? They've got LaMelo when he's healthy, all-star caliber player when he's healthy. He Played in 51 games his his rookie year, 75 last year, and then 36 this season. So um, there's that going on. But you have to see what the rest of that roster is. Right now they have a lot of veteran contracts that are chewing up a lot of money. The Terry Rogiers, the Gordon Haywards, things like that. 
Um, uh, you've got uh, what's his name? Uh, PJ Washington. What's he going to do? He's a restricted free agent this year. Um, they have to figure out what the heck they're going to do with Miles Bridges, and that's that's a whole other thing to step into there, uh, which I would I would prefer not to step into. Um, so it's it's interesting. They they need talent. They need to get talent, and I think that's why you go with a guy like Scoot because I think he's the most talented player at number two. Well, talent that stays healthy. Talent that stays healthy, yes. which is what Gordon Hayward was supposed to be when he signed the big deal when he came from Boston. In LaMelo Ball, if he can stay healthy on the court, is it the necessary need, though, to have himself a running mate like Steph Curry just picked up in Golden State with Chris Paul, or are you better off bolstering your front court knowing that you're going to have to defend the likes of a Giannis in this league? And I'm okay with a long athletic Brandon Miller in that aspect of things. I'm I'm okay with having someone who can defend a bunch of different positions because I know I've got to go up against the Jason Tatums of the world. And not everybody can stick with that guy. That's fair. I, I do not think Brandon Miller is going to be guarding Jason Tatum or Giannis very well. But that's, hey, Scoot's also only 6'2". So there are going to be times if... <laughs> the Hornets make the playoffs. Let's just say in this hypothetical situation, <laughs> hey, where there is hope. There, it could happen. Of uh, where you know there's an ISO matchup, and all of a sudden Scoot gets rotated onto Jason Tatum. What do you do? He's gonna pull up and have you know a bunch of room to look over your head. So I don't know. It, it's interesting, but I just the Hornets they they gotta get out of purgatory. They got to get out of purgatory. But Scoot Henderson get them out of that purgatory, though. I mean, does it really matter if you don't? And you you can't you can develop through youth. It's true, but it's not the tried and true measure of the NBA in terms of youth. You sign veterans mm-hmm. to bolster your team. You bring guys in. I'm not saying you're gonna go out and pay for Fred Van Vliet no. of the Toronto Raptors. You're not gonna get it. You're not gonna make that one happen. Or you know Kuzma for any because all you're doing is picking up another ball at that point with Kuzma. But you need to make some sort of veteran move because it's never going to be five kids on the court that are going to that are going to make it happen for you right away but again we are talking about rebuilds but the eastern conference again i mean there there's room to squeeze into different places here yeah I, do you want to be back in the plan do you want to try well, and get out of the plan well i know what the plan was cuz with the new york knicks their plan failed yeah like they they built it up it's like oh good hey we got we got cam reddish and we got all the we got all this, all this youth and all these tools, and it just fell apart like a house of cards. Yeah, in the wind. Mm. You don't want to be the Hornets falling apart like a house of cards in the wind. The, Hornets can't afford to be there too much longer. Yeah, they just can't. Got to move. It, can't keep turning over the coaching staff. Can't keep turning over the front staff, front edge staff. They're now going through an ownership transition at this point. If you're going to make it happen, and if you're going to clean house. This is the time to make it happen because everyone will give you that little level of forgiveness going out, oh, new ownership, we got new guys, we got this number two pick. This is what we're going to do and make it happen. But you're going to have to suffer through a 25-win season again. Again. Can you do that as a Hornets fan? Patience is uh, running running thin. The NBA as a league has no patience. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're building to win and the star players in this league also have no patience, as we have seen. Yes. Guys opting out, guys pushing for trades to particular teams. That is the new NBA. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th. 
welcome to our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com.